Hey, welcome back to the Vanquishers Guide podcast. I'm Bradley. I'm Randy. And I'm Bryce. Well, nice. I'm excited to be back. And uh, another week, man. Another, another week. And not only is this just another monster, we're going to be back in one of the, I mean, apparently, y'all's, one of y'all's favorite mythologies. So, My yeah, favorite man. mythology. Greek uh, mythology. Oh it, yeah. Uh it's it's not Greek mythology, I apologize. Oh. We are gonna be back in Christian mythology and the Abrahamic religion oh, oh, mythology. Yeah, man. I'm yeah, I'm really excited. It's always fun to come back um to the well technically te- technically it is kind of Greeky because the like the original Bible was in Greek. So you're not sure. Yeah, not, that's what I meant for sure. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> freaking Randy just like five steps ahead of us. Uh-huh. Yeah. Five um, heading. You don't know. <laughs> Everything's yeah, Greek if you think about it. I think you need to do this podcast because you apparently yeah. know more than I do. Clearly. <laughs> um, Greek but, aficionado. Well, that's cool. <laughs> the Abrahamic religion, you know, the or religions, the best religions. Not really. But, yeah, whoa, hey. <laughs> <laughs> All religions are the best religions. Brad might start fighting you about that if you start saying that's the best religion. He's got Norse, <laughs> Norse mythology out here yeah, ready to go. Norse mythology, yeah, absolutely I not. We're throwing mean, down. Totally joking. I, I still think the Sons of Ra are still, still pretty pog, man. Sons of right. Ra? Yeah, those are pretty cool guys. <laughs> <laughs> So before we get into it, um, I guess I'll mention we are talking about the Leviathan today. Spoiler, jeez, dude. <laughs> so it's just interesting, right? As as you think, like when you think Christianity, or at least for me, I I did grow up in a Christian religion. Uh, I never, I never would have thought mythological creatures. I never would have thought horrific creatures. I never would have mm-hmm. thought, you know, sea monsters and giants other than like goliath who doesn't really count as a giant but like oh he's a giant i mean he's, he's like a giant in my heart he's like seven foot tall when we talked about nephilims by the way check out that episode if you haven't yet it's a fantastic episode but those guys were like 300 feet tall or like what was it like 1500 feet there tall? Was, yeah there was ten thousand feet yeah. tall as the episode went on they kept getting taller kept... and taller it was ridiculous <laughs> It was, it was amazing. Crazy. Yeah, they but, got uh, taller exponentially. It was crazy. Yeah, no, it started at like 15, and then it just got to like, oh, they're as big as literally the entire Earth. Like, Everyone right, knows, giants, they were 700,000 feet tall. It was crazy. <laughs> I mean, they were so tall that God had to be like, okay, it's time for a flood. <laughs> you guys are broken. <laughs> Gotta put um, in this emergency patch. The Leviathan emergency was also patch. a... Uh, a broken creature that God made and had to be like, skirt. All right, let's uh, let's erase some data. <laughs> oh, so, oh, uh, he we'll... had to erase like a a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> he he definitely did. And so yeah, when we when we get into it, we'll uh, we'll see what he did to correct his. Yeah, I was gonna say like, how do you how do you fix these guys? Because you can't flood the world to get rid of these guys. They're just gonna They're just gonna make it worse. Thrive. <laughs> So. Yeah, no. So uh, we'll 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 come back to that and figure out what uh, Neato. what the patch was. 
So first of all, when I say Leviathan, I did talk to a couple Christians today and I was just oh. wanting to see what their opinion of the Leviathan was. Surprisingly, uh, none of them knew that it was a biblical creature. So that just boggles my mind. That is yeah. just so it's not not actually. I always seen like the, the Bible I read when yeah. I was growing up is that. It was like briefly mentioned in Revelations, I think. I don't know. I'm no biblical was it scholar, Revelations? That's what I remember. It was like Leviathan was this big, horrible, bad thing. And it was, and now he gets to the devil. I don't know if any of this is right. This is just coming from my memory. So sorry. I'm sure we'll learn the correct and proper terms of these as we go. We on. will totally get into that and, uh, and more. So, but for baseline, just so we can get it into our minds, what kind of creature we're talking about the leviathan is a sea serpent serpent is a term that i use sparingly because it has tons of other uh different describing factors so don't think of like a sea giraffe um (laughs) no but it's it's we'll get into it it can be described as like a crocodile and stuff and i'm just like "Uh, is it though but you know so we'll get into it crocodiles are pretty crazy they are pretty crazy, but not in the ocean. They're pretty it's uh, true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. non-existent. <laughs> there are I mean, saltwater crocodiles, right? Yeah, or alligators. I forget. But compared to other ocean ocean animals, like they're not the most crazy thing out there. It's just like, oh I yeah, guess. I cracked that. But right. you think so at this end there was like megalodons going around? Sorry. <laughs> I mean, is probably and really the megalodon, and people just oh. didn't know. Or no, is the is... Leviathan the Loch Ness monster? Let's just let's call back to maybe a previous theory. I think it might be. Man, so if the Leviathan is the devil, does that mean Megalodon is the devil? And by that extent, Dang. does that mean the Loch Ness monster is the devil, bro? Yeah, it's like red web of strings is forming, man. Well, it's all honestly, coming so together. <laughs> let me let me theorize with you in one second. So. Well, uh, we're, we're just getting gonna, ahead of him. Sorry. I'm just trying to finish the first sentence in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so it's a man. sea serpent noted in theology and mythology. It's referenced in several books in the Hebrew Bible, including Psalms, the book of Job, the book of Isaiah, and the book of Amos. Um, and then it's man. also uh, potentially referenced in the book of Jonah, but that's a whole thing that we can get into in a little bit. And then outside of the Bible, but still um, in the like Apocrypha is going to be the book of Enoch, which we have talked about, which is where we get a lot of our Nephilim information with. So uh, the Leviathan is off, often the embodiment of chaos and uh, basically has been cited to threaten the existence of humans and Ooh. is uh, going to, uh, you know, it's a scary story for kids that will eat the damned after their life. Uh, but apparently, Ooh. we it's it's prophesized that God will kill it before Ooh. that happens. So okay, now we're gonna get into these theories really quick. So to me, if we look at a lot of religions that we've talked about, like Greek mythology, if we look at the Egyptian religion, if we look at Norse mythology, if we look at you know some of the the Asian mythologies and stuff, mm-hmm. there's a defining difference between like the evil deities, the demons, the the bad guys, and they are very much separate entities. But as soon as you get mm-hmm. into the Abrahamic religions, you know, you get into the Leviathan, for example, you get to a lot of like demons and stuff oftentimes. 
and so many scholars or just you know everyday christians or um whomever are going to be like oh that's in reference to satan right yeah and, True. and to me as True. as i was talking to people today and telling them about our podcast or this the dude about the leviathan um a lot of them their first thing was oh that must be a reference to that and to, it, it's yeah, just interesting because that. yeah right exactly um and because you get into this mindset of like everything evil comes from satan in these religions right yet if you look at the bible at its time there were so many different religions the canaanites and their religion like baal and had the leviathan adjacent creatures that i'll talk about in a second they had tons of you know they had they had nephilim they had tons of you know but they also had multiple gods and so the people at the time of the old testament would 100 percent believe that the leviathan was a real being separate from satan just like uh, me because that was just that was just a <laughs> like at the time all of these very real creature or real creatures sorry, and huge quotation marks you couldn't mm-hmm. see my hands there for a second but these creatures um you know like when they mention unicorns in the bible when they mention um all of like the m- miracles and huge amazing things that happen they're not taken in reference to like the devil or god all the time they're in reference to oh, all the different things, you know, just like every mm-hmm. like as everything is just so real and tangible. So, so Loch Ness monster is not Satan. The Loch Ness monster is not Satan. I'm sorry. Can you confirm that 100? percent I can. Wow. Bro. Because Where, the, the Loch Ness monster was stuck in Loch Ness when yeah, the Leviathan and... was sighted in uh, a lot in the. Oceans well, that's of because the Middle East. that's because the Loch Ness monster is using the crystals to teleport around the planet. He's going wherever yeah, he wants to. Maybe so, that's so maybe, wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay, I, yeah. I guess I cannot prove you wrong. You are you are <laughs> correct. Um, <laughs> so back to the Canaanite lore. Um, the Le- Leviathan in the Book of Job is actually a reflection on the Canaanite lore, which is of a creature called the Loton. Whoa. It's a uh, primeval monster defeated by the god Baal Hadad, um, which I believe is like their main god, um, oh, which yeah, is also interesting awesome. if we talk about Canaanite mythology, which I would love to get into at some point um, in their mythology. Yahweh, a.k.a. the Christian God, is in that pantheon. Right. So um, Christianity and the Abrahamic religions is actually a parent religion to Christianity. Oh, it's so like the abrahamic god and you said like the canaanite religion was just like he was just chilling with the other gods just, just yeah another one he was another one <laughs> another nope. one um yeah and so and then other than that um so Loden was defeated by Baal. um leviathan is supposedly going to be defeated by god um and then parallels also we see that the mesopotamian tiamat was defeated by their one of their gods, Marduk. And was uh Tiamat like another kind of sea monster-ish? Tiamat is like a yeah, like a seven-headed dragon monster thing. Close enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then we have other comparisons as um we have like the uh Hindu um Indra was slayed by 
Virda, Thor Slade Jormungandr. Um, also great episode. Check that one out. Um, mm-hmm. The Leviathan also figures in the Hebrew Bible as a metaphor for a powerful en- enemy, oft, uh, notably um, Babylon. So we do in one of the references, which is in Isaiah, see it used more as a descriptive term than an actual monster. Okay. And then in the early 19th century, scholars uh, interpreted pretty much every single usage as, of um, the Leviathan as a large, uh, like as any large aquatic creature, such as like crocodiles and stuff. Right. So makes sense. If we if we see any references in that time, it's going to be kind of hard to really narrow down. Is it the Leviathan mm-hmm. or is it just calling something a Leviathan? Um, and so nowadays non i guess like secularly the world uses the term leviathan for kind of any kind of sea monster makes sense you, or can you even use it as like just something that's just like super massive you know mm-hmm. like you could i mean there are times where people have uh used it as a reference for like a really massive like whale and then once we get let's break down the meaning or like the, the the origin of leviathan and everything and if you want to get into like the the whole like Greek and Hebrew particulars. It's very interesting, but I cannot pronounce any of the letters of the the Hebrew alphabet or anything. So we're going to bypass that. But if you do want to find out a little bit more, it is actually very fascinating to see how it, the Hebrew language or the Hebrew translations and everything really do connect to even earlier languages and cultures. But in more my speed so we have both the name and the mythological creature are a direct continuation of the ugaric sea monster loton which we had mentioned previously um he was a servant of the sea god yamu defeated by hadad in the ball cycle which is just the the story of ball basically is the ball cycle is like a collection of those stories um, and then most scholars agree that describing Loden as a as a fugitive serpent, um, to, again, these are we're getting into like the specifics of how different people in different time periods spelled it out, I guess. Um, fugitive, like he's running away, escaped. From yeah, prison? so like it, it escaped from being a servant from the god Yamu. But Which another is- translation of it called it the wriggling serpent, uh- and then some of it the translations called it the mighty one with seven heads so you guys can see there in parentheses uh after each of those how it's written right so the first one and the second one that i mentioned the fugitive and the wriggling serpent are very similar yeah and then you see a very similar. big uh kind of like segue when we get yeah, to that last one um so again for everyone that's listening and not able to see my notes Again, just kind of look up. You can look up the etymology of the name, and you'll and you can get a little bit more visual in it. But basically, what it's it's talking about is just in you know the fugitive serpent serpent and the wriggling serpent are just so similar, and so it really is just kind of two different um, ideas and representations of the name. And then we get the the mighty one of seven heads. It's definitely a uh, a whole a whole nother thing. And it could just be two different descriptions. We don't know. Um, and so now as we get it, we're going to break down in uh, a couple different ideologies of how the Leviathan is seen. 
So Ooh. first two are going to seem similar because we have the Hebrew Bible and Judaism first. When I say the Hebrew Bible, I mean kind of pre-Judaism, pre-Christianity, the Hebrew Bible as in just like the very first writings. Gotcha. Um, all right. So we have the Leviathan um, is specifically mentioned six times in the Tanka. Don't know if that's pronounced right. That is just another name for the Hebrew Bible. So we that's see it in right. Job 3.8, Job 40, 15 through 41 um, and 26. And then Psalms 74, 14, Psalms 104, 26, and then twice in Isaiah. Um, and so kind of seeing how it's described in those. In Job, we see it um, is uh, describing him in detail. So it says, Behold, the hope of him is in vain. Shall not one be cast down even at the sight of him? Including in God's lengthy description of his indomitable creation, the Leviathan is a fire-breathing, has a fire-breathing ability, has impenetrable scales, and is overall just horrifying. Dang, man. So definitely getting some good... Yeah, definitely getting some good descriptions and kind of just like scratch your head and like, why did... uh, why did God decide to to create this guy? Let's see if he could. I right? mean, maybe he just wanted to take his like try his hand at making a kaiju, you know? You uh-huh. know? And just he hopes was, that maybe people would make mechs to fight him. He was right. like the uh, guys in Jurassic Park. He was so distracted as to whether he could do it. He didn't stop to think of whether he should do it. He just needed to know: Can you make a fire-breathing aquatic creature? How do those things work out? What happens if something tries to breathe fire underwater? And now <laughs> um, you got to know. Mayhem, apparently. But uh, apparently, you know, even so. more interesting enough, in Psalms, God is apparently praised for having made all things, which does include the Leviathan. Like, it does specifically say including the Leviathan. And I'm wondering, mm-hmm. like, who who in their right mind is like, yes, God, like, you you did it. Like, no, like... That's a that's a horrifying monster, but you know maybe in- probably the same people that are, that do the same thing nowadays with uh, like mosquitoes and, and like like something like that. Where they're like, well, I mean, they have a purpose. It's like, no, they're annoying, no. and I just just let me be angry. They exist, okay? Like I don't need a <laughs> of like they actually have a use. I just hate them, okay? I j- they're just I mean, those people. Uh-huh. Wild Leviathan seems pretty terrible and you never want to like come across it in your fishing boat or like ever see it you gotta admit it's kind of cool no it's I, amazing but like it's I'm also cool not when you're like deal with it. breeds fire like come on it's pretty cool if you're like 10 miles inland yeah. if you're anywhere near the coast it's maybe 100 cool, you know except when it's yeah. described as a dragon not a sea serpent then it's just bad all around uh-huh and then we're going to get to Isaiah where he's and he I'm refer- referencing the uh, the Leviathan is called a torturous serpent who will mm. be killed at the end of time. Wow. So, you know, before he has his end of the time, he's going to be quite torturous, apparently. And I'm like, just uh, I'm not really feeling it. Um, yeah. As far as monsters go, he is definitely fulfilling the role but just not not really my thing, you know. Some oh, some people might be into it. Uh, like you brought up before, though, it the more you describe kind of Leviathan in his role, he's sounding a lot like um, Jormungandr. 
from uh, right Mars. exactly at least yeah. in the aspect of like how there's gonna be this huge epic battle at the end of time in which like literally between god die. Yeah. you know a god or god right thor or yahweh and then it's killed at the end um yeah luckily I, for uh the christian god he's unkillable <laughs> even Rip more Thor. than the person with indestructible scales so right <laughs> which that being said though begs the question of like if he created this thing theoretically couldn't he just destroy it and if he can destroy it clearly because he like the thing is he's going to destroy it at the end of time then what's he waiting for just get rid of it why is it still around you or gotta, maybe we've hit the end of time maybe we are post end of time you maybe he like made a deal man. maybe he made a deal with it he was like uh, okay fine you can torture this many souls until the end of time uh, and then and then we're gonna fight i don't know that sounds kind of evil man just saying <laughs> oh well i don't know i'm trying to spice it up a little bit <laughs> <laughs> all right and so again as far as mythologies go judaism has just so much in it Mm, and uh it's we very in depth it, yes it's super in depth um, i mean the religion itself is great but the the way that some rabbis in history have just really gone in depth in some things that just a lot of people haven't it is just so interesting so we're gonna just hear from some rabbis about what their experiences are with uh studying the the leviathan so we have in uh, later Jewish sources, this is going to be in probably the, I'm not going to make a solid guess, but I'd say probably the 18th, 19th century. Um, we have sources well, describing, <laughs> but a little bit, a little bit before. Okay. We have uh, sources describing Leviathan as a dragon who lives over the sources of the deep and who, along with the male la- land monster, the behemoth, which I'd love to cover one day too, will be served up to a righteous to the righteous at the end of time. So if that doesn't quite make sense, so we have a dragon who lives over the sea now, not in it, who also um, lives with a land monster, the behemoth. Um, and then we'll get into it a little bit later, but will be served up to the righteous at the end of time. Ooh. Now you could take that in a couple different ways, but it's it's taken literally as like served as food. Delicious. That was the way I was going to take it. Yeah, <laughs> right. man. Um, I, end like of time feast. This sounds amazing. Maybe the reason why he created it and he keeps allowing it yeah. to is to like let it fatten up. So it's yeah, nice. It right. keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's so the righteous could people. have a really good meal. Delicious. You know what? Right. Sacrifices must be made, and that's a sacrifice <laughs> I'm willing to make. I am the willing best to make. feast ever. Um, and then in the book of Enoch, we see that the uh, it describes the Leviathan as a female monster dwelling in the watery abyss, very similar to Tiamat. Mm. And then the behemoth is a male monster living in the desert of Dunedin, Dunedin which it just translates to East of Eden. Yeah. Oh, sick. Um, so that's pretty cool. Interesting. You know, we have some some monsters that live live where they live. Um, but we have some, some, some sources that might say otherwise. So in the Midrash, which is um, a collection of works that go into trying to explain 
the Tanka, which is the Hebrew Bible. Um, mm. And it is that it was held that God originally produced a male and female Leviathan. So this is where I'm going to tell you he made the mistake. Um, but because he was like, he made them and he was like, oh, wait, what if they start multiplying and destroying oh, the earth? No. You know, like and I've so told was, every species to do on the planet Earth. Exactly. And he was like, well, I can't just like go back in time. So let's go ahead and just kill the female, reserving okay. the flesh for a banquet that will be given to the righteous. Um, and then we has again that we like I mentioned in the book of Enoch, it says he'll um how the behemoth and the Leviathan will be prepared as a as a meal for the righteous. So Right. I guess if you have one behemoth and uh two Leviathans, it's just gonna feed you for a lifetime apparently, or an eternal lifetime. An eternity. I, I would hope with names like those, you know. <laughs> so, I'm wondering if there's like two behemoths too. I mean, probably I would assume not with the fact that he like if the Leviathan couldn't serve, couldn't have a friend, then why why does the behemoth? Oh, I'm wondering like I wonder if the behemoth was made two and then oh and then like, got oh, one wait, going to way alt delete yeah control. Uh, that being said, I just can't help but keep picturing like the behemoth as like. Like a, a woolly mammoth kind of a thing, but just wandering around through the desert. Just, just it's funny. Early, early drawings bored. of the behemoth literally just depict it as like a cow, like a, a large really? cow. <laughs> I mean, with the fr- with the promise of it being the food for a banquet at the end of time. Yeah, a cow, giant cow makes sense. Like, can't really blame the people for giving just, it that like, kind of image. Like old drawings literally just the leviathan is like a like a really like fat fish looking thing and uh-huh. then the behemoth is just a big cow and i'm like man that's so creative good good, good job yeah, yeah these mean, things are just like super sized versions of like traditional foods you know super right? me <laughs> where's the giant chicken man i want to know i want some epic fried chicken yo, yo if this is going to be the the world's greatest thanksgiving dinner then where's my giant turkey is what i want to know i want maybe, a maybe the behemoth turkey. is a, a is a colossal turkey yeah <laughs> delicious just don't look up turkey you'll die don't look up in the rain um all right and then we're going to get into some uh other uh, rabbis interpretations so he is going to have okay. this this is uh, rabbi rishi's commentary on genesis and so we it's uh in his work it's called um the midrash chess roth i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say anything <laughs> about the name of it but it's a book uh, so it's, it's part of the midrash so it says the sea cool. monsters the great fish in the sea and the words of the a god. This refers to the Leviathan and its mate. So the, the male and female Leviathan that God created. For he created them male and female, and he slew the female and salted her away for the righteous in the future. Beef for jerky? You... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, Leviathan he had some... jerky. The yeah. earliest refrigerator was created by God. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> he says, for if they would propagate, the world could not exist because of them. Um, and in it, basically, it in the in the in Genesis, I believe it, the word that is used is actually denoting, uh, that the plural was missing. So it's it, hard to explain 
in English, right? But like, right, it's, it's a plural word that reference. I guess there's like two kinds of plural. There's plural that suggests present plural, and then right. there's one that suggests past plural. If that makes right. sense, I could okay. be wrong because I'm not even uh, adept in Hebrew, mm -hmm. but that's what I'm getting from this. Um, so basically, it just means that like it's just confirming our suspicions that there was two um, Leviathans and then God killed one. I mean, and... being said, that's a pretty short sighted, like very human way of looking at that, that if he, if they were allowed to survive, the world wouldn't be able to exist. And it's like, no, the world would exist just fine. The dominant species would just be Leviathans, not humans. Like humans would just wouldn't exist. Wouldn't that be would. nice? Wouldn't that be nice? So it's like I, th I think those Leviathans the deserve a second chance. Die. Yeah, right. Like, let's see how they handle taking over the world. I mean, maybe gas prices would drop if I bet, Leviathans. I, was say, I bet they would around. cause global warming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so now we're gonna get away from God killing Leviathans to a different aspect of the Leviathan: its size. So we have Rabbi uh, Joanne and Bar. Napaha. Um, yep. So he talks about um, uh, he's quoted as saying, once we went in a ship and saw a fish which put its head out of the water. He had horns upon which was written, I am one of the meanest creatures that inhabit the sea. I love it. <laughs> like, is that like a tattoo or something? Yeah. Um, anyways, he keeps talking and says that I am 300 miles in length. Obviously, miles is a more modern translation. Obviously, miles didn't exist during this time. Um, and enter this day into the jaws of the Leviathan. And then he... At least he's asking nicely, you know. <laughs> For being such a bad dude, you know. He, he's just, just got an like imitation, not a good 300 one, miles long. That is ridiculous. Yeah, that's... That's, that's quite a ways, man. Like, man. That's like, that's like one mile 300 times. That's like, that's like 300 cows. Sorry, 300 horsemen. <laughs> Three, 300 times. Wow, you got some long cows there, man. <laughs> yeah, sorry, 300 horses 300 times. I wonder if the Leviathan is as big as a horse. Oh. It sounds like it I might never be a little bit a longer than a horse. You know. <laughs> sorry, I was distracted by the behemoth and I had cows on the mind with because of the behemoth. Couldn't be helped. So, and then if we go to Jonah, which was a possible correlation to the leviathan there is a legend recorded in the midrash that was called uh perke de rabbi elizar and it stated that the fish which swallowed jonah narrowly avoided being eaten by the leviathan which apparently eats one whale a day so to explain that a little <laughs> further so god in my opinion would have been the one that protected this whale that ate jonah because god was trying to protect jonah so he protected the whale that had swallowed right. him because he needed to be taught, taught a lesson not eaten for real <laughs> i think is real, how that yeah okay <laughs> sure yeah um but, where is that in the book of jonah i have absolutely no idea that because i don't think it exists but that is right. an interpretation man that that just goes to show you that there's always a bigger fish right <laughs> thank you qui-gon jinn <laughs> <laughs> Um, so talking a little bit more about the powers of the Leviathan, 
Um, we do. So we have fire breathing. We have impenetrable armor. We have. He's got okay, a really cool tattoo. Um, and he's even better. Decently yeah. nice. Um, so we have the the body of the Leviathan, especially his eyes, apparently possess great illuminating power. This was the opinion of Rabbi Elazar, who, in the course of a voyage in company with Rabbi Joshua, explained, uh, when frightened by the sudden appearance of a brilliant light that it pos- uh, probably proceeded from the eyes of the Leviathan, he referred his companion to the words of Job, which says, by his ne- uh, nessings a light doth shine, and his eyes are like the eyelids of the morning. However, in spite of his supernatural strength, the Leviathan is afraid of a, apparently a small worm called the Kilbit, uh, which clings to the gills of large fish and kills them. Jeez. So he can be killed by a little worm, but it, at least it has like flashlight eyes. I mean, that's a pretty cool ability. You know, you don't have to use your phone flashlight anymore. Right, so he can go into like the de- darkest depths, and he doesn't have to be like, "Okay, where's where's my phone? Where, where what what where did I put it?" Man, why is it always so dark down here? People can't pay their electric bills. It's ridiculous. He can just blind all the other fish with his uh, high beams on. Oh, true. Just there you go. Rude. Um, and it's pretty interesting too as we as we talk about this because um, it, in the early in early Judaism, I don't know if. I don't know enough about it currently, but they did have like food restrictions, right? Because they had to eat kosher. Um, in the 11th century, um, there is envisioned that ultimately God will slaughter the Leviathan, which is described as having mighty fins, therefore making it kosher. Uh, because if it was described as a snake or a crocodile, they wouldn't be able to eat it, um, and it would be served as a sumptuous banquet for all the righteous in heaven. I did wonder about that. That's good to know. Yeah, of course. You're welcome. I'm glad you thought of it because when I was doing my research, I definitely did not. <laughs> um, all right. Well, now that we're going to we're going to leave some Judaism behind and talk about some Christianity references. Nice. And uh, so. Leviathan can also be used as an image of the devil, like we did mention. A lot of people do reference that whether or not what I think, because what I think doesn't matter. Um, but it has been used as the devil uh, to to relay that message right um because it endangers both god's creatures by attempting to eat them and god's creations by threatening with the upheaval um in the waters of chaos right um not only is it just like a bad creature it causes chaos and therefore probably entices sin Mm. so it's described occasionally as the dragon which um uh usually being translation for the leviathan in the septic Ginta, which is a book that appears in Revelations. Um, right. Although the Old Testament uh, nowhere defines the Leviathan with the devil. That is just something that is an interpretation of people. Um, the seven-headed dragon of the book of Revelations is in fact a really, or is a connection to the devil. And that actually is said. So we do see a separation here. Uh, so sometimes it's referencing the devil and sometimes it's not. Are you confused yet? I'm a little confused. Well, so, no, so there is a difference. I think that's just um, part of the course. <laughs> when when yeah, we're right? talking about specifically the Leviathan, which sometimes, so this is where it gets confusing, right? Because sometimes, occasionally, the Leviathan has been described as a seven-headed serpent or dragon, right? Right. But that's only due to some interpretations. When we look at specifically the Christian 
uh, version of the Bible, there is a difference between the Leviathan and its description and a seven-headed red dragon. Right. And so in some texts, these are the same thing, and sometimes they're not the same thing. Oh, so it's probably just like two different distinct creatures being called by the I same name. I personally think so, but uh, obviously So now we got I'm two different no kinds scholar. of Leviathan? Now we got Leviathan 1.0 and 2.0? <laughs> this ocean yeah. ain't big enough for the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> That's why one took to the skies. Yeah, there you go. One right. flying. Um, and uh, although the Old Testament, um, sorry, got lost there for a second. Um, and then in the Revelations, right, it talks about God fighting this, right? So, and there'll be a battle between God and the primordial chaos, and right. the monster, sh- uh, the monster shifts between a the a battle between God and the devil. Um, and then, and so this is when it gets confusing again because in the Book of Job, the Leviathan is a sea monster, and then not which is a different word than so it's described as ketos where in revelations it's dracon so it's just a whole mess of huh i said dracaris oh (laughs) sadly not game of thrones but uh yeah so it's confusing but nonetheless god will be battling at least one of those things to kill them (laughs) maybe either lucky yeah, if we're lucky, it's, it's easy. God's either gonna fight primordial chaos, the devil himself, or just some rando sea monster. One of the yeah, three, exactly. And it'll exactly. either be for the salvation of all beings or for the most legendary feast ever. I am. I'm really banking on the feast. Yeah. I'm hoping on the feast. I like. I. You know, my salvation is probably already fried. So let's just take the feast and go. <laughs> yeah, like salvation's cool and all. But hey, man, you ever tried Leviathan before? Uh, I have not. As sushi, I've had alligator, and I could only imagine it would be better than that. So, I want to give it a shot. Sounds tasty. Man, mm. hopefully we get lucky then. Yeah, <laughs> turns out it's actually like the worst meat ever. It's like terrible. Taste of God really All likes it, and everybody else is like, "Man, this is terrible, bro." <laughs> oh, that'd be terrible. What's wrong, like, guys? Yeah. Part we touched your Leviathan. <laughs> if you are, like, oh, uh, it's great. I like eyes watering. Mm, so good. Don't tell. If you me. are wanting to eat the Leviathan, though, you might have to stick with Judaism because Christianity—that's sadly not in in line with what they believe. Well, that shocks. Um, <laughs> because according to Isaiah twenty-seven one, the dragon will be slain by God on the last day and cast into the abyss. The abyss so, being everybody, every stomach <laughs> to, to my <laughs> stomach cavity. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the abyss. Is that you get che- cut up, chewed up, and then swallowed by every human being on the planet and right and cast into the abyss. And uh, putting it into line. With the Leviathan being related to Satan, it's said that in the annihilation of the chaos monster would result in a new world of peace without any trace of evil. And I can definitely see if that's kind of what we're looking at here, how, of course, that would be the devil, not just some random beast, because there there would still exist Satan. So it's kind of a, right. it does definitely point to that. 
except and then if Leviathan oh. is like Satan's Pokemon, you know? Oh, hey, there we yeah. go. Just Satan doesn't have anything else he can do. And then God gets Satan's gym badge, and then <laughs> everything's good, and he just wins. That's how you win Pokemon, well, right? You just get the well, Leviathan is Satan's familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, except in pokemon you don't eat them so and I mean... true in pokemon there are types certain types of pokemon that people do eat it is that's canon disgusting that's horrifying people do eat pokemon in that universe unfortunately oh man hopefully nobody eats pikachu <laughs> hey, that's actually the main a... that's it's a delicacy because yeah. could you oh, imagine no. that ash is just teaching him all those Ash is just like training him to evolve yeah. to his third form to finally, so he's big enough to he's be like, okay, well, up. I'm gonna eat. Yeah. Yeah. Pikachu steaks, they're delicious. They have a nice, oh like, tang to them. What a tank. terrible yeah. timeline you guys are creating. Yeah, it's delicious. It's like, like, it's like shocking the, how good they taste. Stop it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we have a Christian philosopher who looks at Psalms 104, and uh, he comments that this is the dragon that was cast out of paradise, meaning the Garden of Eden, that beguiled Eve and is permitted in this world to make sport of us. How many monks and clerics has it dashed headlong? They all look to you to give them food in due time. So again, this in this instance, Christians, this Christian does follow in with the in Judaism where they'll get the food for all the creatures of God live at his bidding. Okay. He knows what's up. He's just looking forward to the feast. He heard not only that he is under the impression that God is allowing this thing to live, to to be permitted in the world, to make sport of us. So I'm not sure how much I trust this guy. I don't know. Like, like this is kind of messed up. Like what if like, the end of time god just kills like satan is like hey you guys want to eat him now <laughs> i don't know sure. man i'd be pretty conflicted yeah, yeah. Oh, i bit. thought it was supposed to be a big whale man like oh <laughs> this is messed up i don't i can't have that i don't like this <laughs> there's got to be some kind of like law against this or something right and so one of my favorite explanations of the Leviathan comes from uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. Nice. So if you, if you ever, if you think that name does sound familiar, he was a huge name in early Christian mythology. I did think um, he sounded familiar. Yeah. He so did he, not sound he, familiar even a little uh, bit to me, but he, cool he's, name. he's a pretty big deal. Um, in Christianity, um, but he describes the, de- uh, the, the demon or he describes Leviathan as the demon of envy. So if nice. you think of envy, you're thinking the seven sins, right? So he believes that the Leviathan is one of the seven sins Interesting. personified. So the first punishing um, the corresponding sinners. So he, so he punishes the corresponding sinners, right? So if, if you have envy in your heart, it's, you have to deal with the Leviathan, which is kind of terrifying. Well, I'm screwed. <laughs> I mean, that really brings the question. What are the other like kind of yeah, right? versions of the seven sins look like? If this right. is so I would hate to see wrath. Yeah. Wrath is no. terrifying. Seriously, if if envy is you know is only the Leviathan, like you can only get scarier from there. Seriously, gluttony. I, I bet you the behemoth is gluttony. Bruh, that's calling him out. 
Dang, I have man. to say, if he's going to be the freaking feast, if one of them is going to be the feast, I feel like Gluttony's got to be a member of that party. Right. What if, like, during the feast, you're like, oh, but that guy got a bigger plate than me, and then just like, the <laughs> meat starts, like, rattling and, like, comes to life and is, like, he's smacking like, around. Even mention it. <laughs> um... But yeah, so even uh, Peter Binsfield is just another uh, Christian philosopher, likewise classifies the Leviathan as the demon envy, as one of the seven princes of hell corresponding to the deadly sins. Leviathan became associated with and may originally have been referred to by the visual motif of um, the Hellmouth, a monstrous animal whose mouth um, the dam would disappear in in the Last Judgment, found in the Anglo-Saxon art from about 800 um ce um and then later we see it all over europe right oh. when i didn't think that the lie i think it get worse it just becomes a little like the literal mouth of hell literal <laughs> mouth of hell just the that's crazy the, man yeah absolutely gross and yeah, the fact think that, about the oh go for it i was gonna say think about the the retribution or, or the uh the payback that you get after you eat him he's been eating people <laughs> all like time for centuries well, it's a little now it's your that's turn. the problem you only get to eat them if you are like a righteous heaven goer right so you're if you're um, a righteous heaven goer you're eating not only the leviathan but all of the sinners <laughs> that he's eaten um, sacrifices must be made if I, I suppose i can take that bullet if it means i get to eat that guy I'll do it. I don't know, man. <laughs> and then the most boring version of oh, Christianity good. is in the Revised Standard Version of the Bible. It suggests in a footnote in Job that the Leviathan may be named for the crocodile. And a footnote in Job also says that the behemoth may be named for a hippopotamus. Come on. Wow. So Calling out hippopotamus, dude. Rude. I mean, the hippopotamus is like the most dangerous land animal that exists. For sure, but you don't got to call it a behemoth. Like it's just not, it's not that big. Well, behemoth is awesome, man. I guess it is, probably... but it sounds like yeah. Um, with all this that behemoth context, slander, not big. I'm 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 offended for it, so I might have to do an episode on it just to show right. how awesome it is. You should on and the hippopotamus. Like... Yeah, that's a pretty cra- pretty crazy. <laughs> oh no! But it's just <laughs> funny because we're going from like a 300 mile long sea monster that's the mouth of hell, and it's like actually it's just a crocodile. Yeah, it's just. I mean, to be fair, like that's similar that like people try and find an explanation, explanation or like reasoning as to what uh, the demon uh, legion is in uh, the Bible. Like, oh, well, maybe right. it's this, maybe it's that. And it's like, maybe it was just a, like, maybe it was just a demon. Maybe that's what it was. It wasn't a pig. It wasn't a disease. It was just, it's just, that's what it is. We don't need to make it a crocodile. Let's just, just let it be like, the cool, like... crazy thing that it was, it was told about. There's a bunch of like monks sitting around a table and they're like like theorizing and one monk is like, What if it's just a crocodile? And all the other monks turn him and like boo like boo, <laughs> get out of here. No. <laughs> a crocodile. <laughs> so uh after Christianity, we're gonna go to just two more places um in uh in the world. And by in the world I mean different beliefs. Uh, next we're going to the Satan uh Satanist church. Oh, cool! Nice, because they they also have uh, Leviathan in their uh, nice. ideology. Um, so we have Anton Lavey. Um, he's the author of the Satanic Bible that was written in 1969. 
Um, huh. Leviathan, Leviathan uh, represents the element of water. So if you look at the, what that means is if like the upside down star, right? That they have with like uh, the uh, yeah. pentagram, maybe pentagram. Yeah, with Baphomet. Yeah, yeah, it's usually a star upside down with a circle. Yes, so each um, tip point of the star is a different element representing that, right? right? So the representation of water is Uh. the Leviathan, um, which is also pointed in the direction of west. Um, Listing it as one of the. Yeah. Nice. Listing as one of the four crowned princes of hell, this association was inspired by the demonic um, hierarchy from the book of the sacred magic. Of Abram Mellon, the mage, which sure sounds like a really cool book. I saw the cover of it and I, I kind of want to read it. Um, <laughs> sounds like a wizard, man. It sounds does. like it was written by Abba's like estranged brother. It's not <laughs> Abba, it's Abra, please. Abra. <laughs> um, and then the Church of Satan uses the Hebrew letters at each point of the sigil of Baphomet, same star that I was mentioning to represent the Leviathan, right. starting from the lowest point of the pentagram and uh, reading counterclockwise as the word reads, um, Nun, Tav, Yad, Vav, and Lamd, uh, Hebrew for Leviathan, which the... Anyways, I think it's just super interesting that uh, it's even involved in, in, in Satanist. I mean, it um, makes and then, sense. And then we're going to get to... Kind of a shared universe. Right. He's, we're gonna he's get probably to, a pretty big player. Yeah. Well, it, but the interesting thing, right, is the Satanists are actually they don't believe in Satan. They don't believe in God. They're most most of them, at least, are atheist. So it's just it's just interesting. Moving on to to us boring people, and by us, I was referring to mostly me and other people in you know in the world. Oh, the Norse um, mythology people. The oh no, us us in the secular community. Uh, um, normies, we we take normies. all of these um mythological and fantastic things and are like all right but for real what are they um yeah. so in in the world um currently today if you say the word leviathan most people aren't going to immediately jump to christianity they're going to be like oh just like a sea monster from a D campaign that i did or yeah the gathering card or uh just a sea monster right so the leviathan just today kind of just means sea monster um right funny enough in one of the translations of moby dick um in i think the earliest maybe in translated into greek or something they actually did use the term leviathan huh um Uh and then this does have biblical context to it but there's an extinct genus genus get genus genus Genus? Genus. Genus. There it is. Species called the mm-hmm. uh, Leviathan, which bears a very similar name. Um, it was a giant sea creature that existed in the Jurassic era. Probably wrong, oh, but an, an era with uh, with the name of that. So it's pretty cool. I mean, it Dinosaur is a biblical, but it's um, still pretty cool. Um, secular reasoning is always boring, but you know, <laughs> you gotta include it. I mean, the fact that there's like a prehistoric animal that was kind of like related in some fashion to Leviathan is pretty cool. Right. Yes, in terms of like naming. I, I find Props it so fascinating how they, how they name some things. I mean, I just, they're so creative. For sure. Yeah. I think half the reason like 
there's kind of a mad dash to like discover anything new is so that people can just name it whatever they want (laughs) (laughs) after themselves or just find something cool to name stuff yeah you know uh, so something i i was thinking about as i was studying or like going into to this topic was if you think about you know when the bible was written which like the old testament was written in bc era right Mm um how how different the world was um like there weren't any flushing toilets so you know no flushing toilets but you know similar to that no flushing toilets no you know huge roads no huge buildings and stuff and so we get a lot more nature a lot more um like wild animals you know it's it's whenever you see a a deer on the road or something everyone's like looking at it they're like oh my gosh they slow down to take a peek or whatever but like a thousand years ago two thousand years ago like oh my gosh if you like that's just natural like you see deer all the time you see moose in all the time you see leviathans all the time no (laughs) do you like no probably not but so not only are you seeing wild animals significantly more what about like fossils like we we find we find them now but like people just didn't didn't just like not see them like they didn't just not exist right and so like what if people found fossils and were like what is this this bone these bones must come from a leviathan or they must come from the most scary dragon that we're gonna name tiamat you know like yeah. makes sense they, i feel like, like fo- fossils just did not exist right so like it, it, there there must have been people that found them right and, been, and how yeah. are you going to describe them like how how are you gonna because at that time like there was no way to carbon date it and realize right. oh this thing existed 10 million years ago no like th- this would have been like oh my gosh because they, they wouldn't know the difference between a fossil this thing died uh-huh, like this thing died like 40 years ago or so and it got yeah. buried out here in the desert and there we go now we're now it's here yeah it would just be it would seem like it was something that could very possibly still be around and like they just discovered a body that happened to wash on shore right this is just this is something that's out there somewhere and we gotta watch out like also like whale sightings are so cool to see but they must have been so common back then uh, because there was just, there must have been more whales, and so like beached whales, like they would have been like, oh my gosh, look at this huge leviathan that got beached. But uh, nonetheless, I just I think it's it's interesting to because like a lot of times, especially I'll do it all the time, is when you look at these old stories, you just try so hard to relate it to our understanding now, and not how they would have understood it, because to them the leviathan was real. It wasn't some far fetched story that you know, could have been a, like a, um, a story trying to teach a lesson. Like it was real and it, you know, and, and they knew that God was going to save them at some point at the end of the t- at the end of days. Right. And they, they knew these things. And so to me, it's just like so cool to try to like put yourself in the shoes of these people, even though like it's, you can't cause it was so long ago and yeah. understanding like the atmosphere then but it just it's interesting to try to try try to get there and that's what i was yeah. trying to do today so that was cool. all i had for you i really enjoyed this you know the studies i, I really enjoyed doing Super biblical monsters uh, please check us out on twitter 
we uh, keep for keep there. the updated when uh, when we put out episodes. Yeah, um, at Vanquishers Pod. Nice. Also, um, TikTok is a good place to be. I'm uh, I'm addicted mm-hmm, to it, mm-hmm. so you can you can find us there too at Vanquishers Guide Podcast. Or maybe just kidding, it's just Vanquishers Guide. I don't I didn't put podcast at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Having some good content there. Oh, yeah, I try to be as cringy as possible, and some of them are pretty funny. I survive off of cringe. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Drift middle name. <laughs> but uh, if any of your friends are interested in biblical mythology, please point them to us. We we really enjoy doing it. Um, yeah, and we've done a couple of uh, biblical mythology ones uh, recently. You know, like we did Nephilim, and then we also did Biblically Accurate Angels. Both of those are pretty great episodes. Go and check those out if this kind of hit a uh, hit different for you. Hit different. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we will see you next week and enjoy l- living with a, a enjoy a, a, looking forward to that end of the <laughs> time feast. Enjoy yeah. living in a Leviathan free world. I am looking forward to that feast so much. Yeah, it's gonna be good.